Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast, we sit down with Christy Kasslin, and she talks about making the Olympics after being in the game for eight years. She also talks about the daily grind of training for an event, and you're not even sure if it's going to happen. Hint, 2021, Tokyo. Last but not least, fellas, you got to sit down for this one because we asked her, is she single? Stay tuned on the next episode of the BTM Podcast. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another special edition of the Behind the Mask Podcast. I am your host, Takeo Spikes. Joined alongside by my co-host, better known as the... Your favorite plus-size model, Tucson Reyes, in the building. Plus-size model. Listen, man, I appreciate you coming to show up for work today. (laughs) It's your birthday, bro, so you know what I mean? We want to just show you a little birthday love and everything, too, man. So, like, big shout-out to you, bro. Happy 28th birthday. Appreciate it, man. Scorpio season, you know what it is. Yeah, so without further ado, I wanted to like make sure this episode was even better because sometimes you get tired of talking to me. So I, I had to call in one of our like our homies, man. Like, listen, lover to death, 2016 bronze medalist in the 100 meter hurdles in Rio de Janeiro. We've been there a time or two. Man, let's bring in our champion, man. She's awesome. She's everything. Give it up for Christy. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What's good? What's good? I'm good. I'm happy to be on the award winning Behind the Mask podcast. Finally. Finally. Yes. I'm like, when, are, when am I getting the call? What's up? <laughs> well, you got the call, and it's time to ball out with the words and conversation we're about to give right now. Of course, I'm ready. Hey, check this out. But before I even go into it, man, I voted early. Want everybody to see that. So make sure you vote. Chrissy, I know you went out there and you made that vote earlier today, too. Yes, huh? I voted today. I, I don't have my sticker on. I just came from a workout. So, I yes, I, I, I got my vote. And I'm so happy because um, we actually when I actually voted, voted earlier this year, I waited in line for three hours. And today I went right down to State Farm Arena was in and out 10 15 minutes max so you know definitely um made sure my voice was heard and went out and voted yeah i was told they had like a bunch of machines in the building right oh they have at least i think it's 300 machines that they have and so many volunteers the parking is seamless process is seamless i was more than impressed with just the overall process of going out and exercising my vote so Anybody registered in Fulton County in Atlanta, State Farm Arena, you can be in and out. Go ahead and go before Election Day. <laughs> I mean, if you have to wait till Election Day, that's cool, too. But just make sure you go out and exercise your, your right to vote. So, Christy, I already told y'all that's the call to action. Get your butt out and vote. No more complaining. Let's get out and vote as a whole. Now we're bringing the attention back to you, Christy. So you one of the most humblest divas that I've met. Of all time. Love the swag, love everything that you bring. But how did you get the name, the nickname Hollywood? 
Well, you know, I have humbled myself over the years. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess I would say, no, I was always, you know, somewhat humble, but always had this big personality. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you still can be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And um, my summer track coach, Tony Bennett, I first started working with him. And again, I came from cheerleading and started doing track. I started running track actually in ninth grade. So um, I came out to the track. I didn't have like any sports glasses on. I had some big like designer glasses or, you know, on or something like that. And <laughs> then it was like, who do you think you are? Like you Hollywood? <laughs> like you coming out like you Hollywood? I was like, yes, oh, I really? am. Yes, I am Hollywood. <laughs> So that's how I got the nickname. That's how I got the name Hollywood. So ever since then, it was like, you know, that's how I came out as Christy Hollywood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, we had you coming on the show. A lot of guys were in our DMs in the Behind the Mask podcast DMs. They wanted <laughs> to know. Y'all got this beautiful AKA Olympian coming on the show. Is Hollywood single and how can we catch up with somebody so fast? So here's your chance. So let, let the people know. Well, I am dating somebody, so I am not ah. single. Um, but I have a whole lot of single friends. Hey, <laughs> Some hey. other cute girls, very successful. So go ahead and slide in those DMs still. <laughs> this is how it started. This yes. is how it's going. This is how it started and this is how it's going. So yes, all of these guys out here wanting, wondering if I'm single, if, if you, you know, check off, if you check off the list, I'll definitely put you in contact with some of my eligible homegirls. Well, some of those, <laughs> some of those eligible homegirls, they, they wouldn't happen to be with you on that trip you just took out there outside the country, huh? Yeah, they might be. We actually had two or three eligible, um, very prestigious women that are, you know, in my network that were on the trip. So, you know, we can definitely talk about that at a later date. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Listen, you, you got the information. Yes. Follow so, Christy on social media. Yeah, I see she'll post the pictures of them, you know. Yes. At Christy Kesslin. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> hey, Chris, I found out what was crazy, though, like going back and we've been knowing each other for a while. But one of the things that I found out quite surprising, you didn't even start running track until you were 14 years old. And you look at fast forward 2016. Now you, you're on the on the stadium, on the podium with the bronze medal for you know saying for your victory so like looking at that like what what was it that happened at age 14 to make you realize like this is what I'm going to do well you know I actually wanted to run track in um middle school but I was already doing cheerleading and we had recently just lost my father 
Um, so I think my mom was just a little bit overwhelmed with having two kids and both of them trying to do sports and things like that. So um, my grandma tried to get me to run track in the eighth grade, like behind my mom's back. <laughs> and that didn't go down so well. So I had to wait a year. And in ninth grade, finally, I begged my mom. I was like, Mom, I'm in PE. Like I would come home from um, field day with all these blue ribbons, beating everybody. And I was like, mom, you have to let me run track. You have to let me run track. So she finally did. She finally let me run track. I was still doing cheerleading at the time as well, but she finally let me start running track. And um, I just, my freshman year, I went to the state championship and I came in sixth. I came in sixth in the 100 hurdles and seventh in the 300 hurdles. And I just told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm not doing this. I'm like, I'm not coming in six or seven ever again. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. That's just not me. And after that, I won every single state championship <laughs> after that until I was a senior in, in high school. So that's kind of how I got started. And this is how it's going. <laughs> Amazing. And, and fast forward to that 26 Olympics and Rio's, as Spike said, you won the bronze. U.S. Uh, US track and field team swept the podium right so yes. that had to be an amazing feeling and, and, and i know the 100 meter hurdles is a race where you can't really have any mistakes take us from the blocks over the first hurdle through the finish line getting that bronze medal well you know it it started um <laughs> it kind of started in the warm-up because I was so tired warming up. I was literally like cramping in both of my calves. I was like, yo, I don't know how I'm about to do this. Like, I don't know how this happened. So from the practice track over to the starting line, I was just kind of going in my head in my zone, just getting in my zone. And um, I just kind of cleared everything. And, and when that gun got, got went off, I was, and probably last place <laughs> going over the first hurdle. I am not the starter. I am going to work on that this year. That's probably the <laughs> difference and me getting a bronze and getting a gold. I am not a starter. Um, you know, but when I finished and I came across the line, like, you know, Cindy, great competitor. I kind of saw her out of my peripheral. So when I was waiting for the results, on the screen, I was just praying, like, God, come on. Like, I, I know I did it. Like, I know I did. Because, you know, before we was like, me, Nia, and Brianna, we all was like, no, you got to win. So mm. nobody went into it. Like, everybody went into it with the mindset, like, yo, I'm trying to win. So it was like, hey, well, if we're all trying to get first, then, you know, it, you know, essentially, it would be the outcome that happened first, second, and third. So... When I finally, when my name finally came up, I was like, hell yeah, this shit's done. Like, hell yeah. Like, we live, baby, we live. Like, yes, like, and I wasn't like, hell yeah, that I want a medal. I was like, hell yeah, I did my part. Like, hell yeah, like, you know what I mean? So that that was, you know, definitely big and life-changing. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, and you talked about it. You was like, listen, I, I didn't come out with a good start. I remember vividly watching it and it was quite maybe like the, after the seventh hurdle, it seems like you were shot out of a cannon and you kind of alluded to it when you came across the finish line and you looked up at the jumbotron to see, because I, 
to me, the look kind of, I was like, yo, she won. I was talking to my daughter, Jakai. And I was like, oh, no. And you was looking like, I, I hope I got third. Like, <laughs> did, did, did you know, though? Did you know right at, off top? when You, you know, it was one? like, again, I like 80% knew. I 80% knew. But again, I'm... I'm on this side of the track, so I'm still, you know, I still got to worry about the other girls on the other side of the track. So I'm never one to hurry up and celebrate or quickly celebrate or anything like that. I'm like, let me wait because I've been on the other side. Like I've had a girl run and race me and celebrate it. And then I was the one that actually won the race. So I was like, I'm not about to jump the gun here. Let me make sure. I got this before I'm, you know what I mean, just really celebrating. So, hey, give us the skinny though, because you were like, oh, it's going down when you know you got that bronze. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you know, like, like everybody, like, especially everybody in the A was, they were watching. Yeah. Like, what was the first thing you thought to your mind? Because I remember the conversations you and I, you and I used to have, like, I deserve this and this how hard I'm going to work for it. Yeah. And, like, and I used to love it. You know what I mean? So, like, what was that first thought after you got the validation that it was bronze? You know, I think my first thought was just, like, it took me eight years just to even make my first Olympic team. So it was like, not only did I make it, now I got this medal. So I was just like, yo, like, hell yeah. Like, I knew, like you said, all these years and times I was just, manifesting you know talking to you talking to other people who had who had been at such a high level and i was always so fortunate because i was around high network and high net worth people who always held me accountable and always kind of fed me that good vibes good energy yeah you got it let's do this shit like you you it so i just finally felt like like a sigh of relief, but also just like, it's gotta be like a doctor passing their medical exam or a football player, you know, winning, like you guys winning the Super Bowl or winning the championship or something like that. So it's just like, yes, you know, let's turn up. Now it's time to turn up, go to the club. Like I'm good. <laughs> right He's your best at wide open in Rio. That's what we want to know. That's exactly what we was doing. I'm and like, I tell her, bring it back. Yeah, like if City Girls was out then, all City Girls all night. Oh my God. That had to be live. I know now, me and Spice, we, we went to Rio back in what, 2011. We had a blast. So I know Y'all the top of the world, the best in the world. I know y'all kicked it out there. Oh, yeah. Like, we kicked it. We went out to, you know, a couple of parties. Usain Bolt had his party, so you know how that was going down, <laughs> like, crazy. And, you know, the energy, like, it was so much negative press leading up to the mm. Olympics about, you know, the Zika virus and, the um accommodations and it and to me i was just like this was overhyped i had such great time the vibe was good the people were good i mean i don't know if it was just because i won a medal <laughs> that i was like yes everything is perfect but um you know it was it was the energy for me like it was just so amazing i was fortunate and it it made me feel good after the fact to see other people come back and be successful and win and do it real big. So it was definitely a movie. We should have made a movie about Rio. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on in Rio stays in Rio. <laughs> like, uh, but nah, but uh, 
we recently had Justin Gatlin on, another U.S. track and field Olympian. And um, he said, I believe he said that when he's in the blocks and he, and he fires out and he starts racing, he feels like he's running for his life. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, running is you guys' livelihood. Do you ever feel that way? With shoppers buying everything online these days, getting those holidays gifts for family and friends are going to be harder than ever. No need to worry because our friends at Seattle Shirt Company got us covered. Jay and the team have an unbelievable selection of NFL and NBA jerseys for everyone on your list. These jerseys are 100% authentic from current superstars like LeBron James to the all-time legends like Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Walter Payton. Seattle Shirt Company has it all. And for right now, for our listeners, we have a special one-time only pre-Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal. Everything you buy at seattleshirt.com is 30% off. So head to seattleshirt.com and enter the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for 30% off your entire order. Shipping is always free. Seattle Shirt Company, helping you get ready for the holidays a little bit early. You know, when I think when I'm running, it's more of a performance mentality. Um, I kind of feel like when I'm out, you know, as a hurdler, it's different from a sprinter who's just getting out, running in a straight line. You know what I mean? I'm sure they they have a process that they go through. Clearly, y'all know I'm I'm not a hundred hundred runner, but um, you know, in the hurdles, it's like again very similar to when I was doing cheerleading. It's like when I get out the blocks, I'm thinking like, okay, hold my position, bring my trail leg through, don't hit any hurdles. Like it's for me, it's more of just the rhythm of the race because the hurdle race, um, you know, it's a rhythm and things like that. And then, you know, I go out there, I put my bendy on, I got my makeup on, like I'm like feeling like Queen B out there. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, this is a performance. And, and that's what keeps me from being so nervous and, you know, doing all that. It's just like, it's, it's fun, you know? I, you know what? Gad also talked about you know, the more and more I hear the stories, but he, he talked about not only it being like your livelihood, but more so like how COVID-19 really came in as you were preparing for the 2020 Olympics. We all know it's been postponed, but how it really stopped your livelihood, uh, your ability to earn a career throughout the craft that you do. And so, I don't know, I guess kind of sum it up, like how has life really changed for you just from a career perspective of just running? Well, you know, with me, honestly, I was like feeling like this time for me, this was actually going to be my 10th year as a professional. And I kind of felt like it was just like a blessing for me for a minute just to, I could just take a break. Like I, I really just felt like I needed a break. I needed to get myself together, like mentally, I could just take time to work on my own like physical health, mental health. Like I was able to work on all of that um, with with living at home, being in Los Angeles and just like with all my friends and family being in A and training in Los Angeles. 
it's like I always just feel separated. I'm like, damn, like, oh, this is going on in Atlanta. That's happening. Like just being connected to being a girl who has been connected in her community and that's always in her community. And it's like I, it's kind of like being in the military, you know, not as rigorous and things like that. But you guys know as well, being away, maybe playing in different cities with different teams and being away from that home base and, and things like that. So when COVID-19 happened, I kind of immediately left Los Angeles and I came back to to Atlanta and I continued to train somewhat. Um, but, you know, the, the lack of meets and, you know, the lack of with, with sponsorships and all that stuff, that stuff started to trickle down and change and stuff like that, too. So I kind of really had to put a lot of my time and energy also into life after sport. Like, OK, this is real. You know what I mean? If this stops tomorrow, what am I going to be doing? You know, or am I going in corporate America? Am I going to be doing my business? Like, I need to really get myself together to know what I would be doing outside of sport. So on the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. So we're going to keep it 100 right now. I'm going to give you a few names. Queen Harrison. On the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. So you got to keep it 100 with us. I'm going to ask you one question. I'm going to give you a few names. Queen Harrison, Brianna Rollins, Nia Ali. Who possesses the toughest competition for you? Well, you know what? I respect all those ladies. And, you know, they're very tough competitors on any given day, all three of them. Um, You know, however, I'm my biggest competition. You know what I mean? Anytime I'm well prepared, anytime I'm I'm in the blogs, I'm ready to go. I always feel like the only person that can beat me really is is me. So with the 100 hurdles, the Americans, it's so deep. It's it's disrespectfully deep. Like you name three names, like it's 10. You got 10 girls that can come up any day Uh and win a race. So, you know, you can't even have this mentality like, oh, Queen is here, Nia is here, Bri is here. You know, that means, oh, I got to step my game up. I got to be on my, nah, my A game is up every time. Like my, me and Brianna train together every day. So, Mm. you know, we, it's a very high level training environment every day. Brianna knows I'm not going to lay down for her. She's not going to lay down for me. Um, you know, so I think just in the hurdles is highly competitive and everybody knows that any given day, anybody who comes out can, can really win that race. And y'all be going after each other throat too in practice. (laughs) Like it's again, like I said, it's like, and it's not even us all the time. Like me, Brianna and Dalila, who's now the world record holder in the 400 hurdles, we all train together in the same Mm. setting. So me and Brianna might look over and see D doing the interval, and we like, damn, she just killed that. Like, we can't be half stepping on what we're doing. So, it's just an iron, iron sharpens iron type of situation. Um, you know, again, even when I'm in a in a small training setting, or even when I go and I line up and run hurdles. And you talk about how deep that hurdle field is for the U.S. and all the competition in there. I'm gonna give you another name now, a young up and comer. Locally from Atlanta here too, Tia Jones. How bright is her future? I, you know, I love Tia Jones. I love everything about her. Um, first of all, she's 
a fierce competitor, great competitor. Then she from, you know, from the ATL. So, you know, she got swag. She looks good. Beautiful girl. Uh, we actually competed against each other this year at the U.S. Championships. And she was running very well. Unfortunately, um, false started in the finals of the race. And it was crazy because I just take myself back to 2012 when I would have actually won my first world indoor championship. And um, there was a malfunction with the gun. So, you know, it sounded like a false start situation, but it wasn't. But I just remember how heartbroken and devastated and things like that. So I just tried to offer her some words of encouragement after because, you know, she is the future. She's the future of the women's 100 meter hurdles. So, you know, again, love Tia, beautiful girl. I'm cheering for her hometown girl. So, again, as soon as I throw up the deuces, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm team Tia all the way. Yeah, I'm like, you a girl. Girl, you, you know me. I'm in the fan club. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. And you, so you talk from present to, to the future. Let's. Let's talk about the past. If you had to compile the all-time greats in a hundred meter hurdles, who would you pick? The hundred meter hurdles, all-time greats. Oh, it's so hard. I think it's. I mean, it's some all-time. I mean, of course, Gail Devers, all-time great. Like, like, period. It's just. It is what it is. But I mean, I think a lot of the girls who are still competing right now are just you know, all-time greats. I know um, just Melissa Morse, uh, Morrison as well, and um, Benita Fitzgerald, Mosley, Olympic gold medalist. But, you know, it's, it's very hard just because some of the ladies right now who are performing so well, running so well, they, I mean, after their careers are over, they will be a part of those all-time greats. So, you know, I guess only only time will tell. It, it's really hard because I'm so honest and I'm just looking like, you know, some some people who have became came before versus some of the girls that are, are running right now. I'm like, it's just unmatched. Hey, I, no, I, I respect that answer because it is a lot of heat in the field now. A lot of more than like just good quality heat, but great heat as far as the competition. I want to ask you this question. You know, unlike when you look at football, basketball, basketball, when they play games, they may have back-to-back games on, on one night, then the next night. Football, it's a chance that you could play two nights out of the week. At least you know you're playing once every seven days. How difficult is it to stay engaged knowing, already knowing what championships happen, what, every two years, correct? Um. So there's a world championship every year. And then the Olympics is every four years. Four years. Okay. Yes. So when you look at the world champion, when you look at the world championship, that's once a year. You only got 12 seconds to shine, you know, technically to go out and prove your worth, what you've been doing all along. How hard is it just to give like our listeners some inside sight of it just to stay engaged, knowing that I got to wait a whole year before the big show comes up, but yet and still, I always not only got to stay engaged, but I got to be at the top of my game, especially with COVID now coming in, throwing in a monkey wrench. Right. So especially with the Olympics, you know, the world championships for a track and field athlete, 
it, it's good. You know, it's like a NFC or AFC championship. You know what I mean? It, it's cool, but it's not like, you You know, everybody wants that Super Bowl to be in the Super Bowl. So that is what the Olympics would be considered for a track athlete. So just like I said before, it took me eight years just to make one Olympic team. So it was like, boom, tried out in 2008, didn't make it. Got to wait another four years. Boom, in 2012, tried out, didn't make it. So it's just one of those things where it's like, man, like, you know, I really want to do this. This is my ultimate goal and my ultimate dream. I've been fortunate to be a sponsored athlete. So I have a major sponsor to still keep running and going to some exhibition meets and running in some world championships um, and things like that. Um, I've been fortunate to do so, but it's a lot of people, maybe, you know, now even 60%, 50 to 60% of track athletes who don't have a contract. So you're literally working, paying Mm. bills, going to practice, you know, just trying to make ends meet just to stay in shape and stay fit for that next opportunity to make it to the Olympics. So even like some athletes right now, you may be in a situation where your contract is up or ending, you know, this year, there weren't any competitions for you to actually go out and prove yourself. So for the next six months, you're saving up or you're sacrificing and you're working just for this next opportunity in June of next year to try out for the Olympic games in Tokyo. So, you know, it's hard because in track also is so political. It's not like, they they're letting the fastest time or the fastest people in the races it might be oh this person is your agent so we owe this person a favor or there's too many americans so we're not gonna let oh hold up man hold up man you for real it's disrespect like it's been times where i might have again the six to seven fastest time in the world and they're like no we're not we're not inviting her to the meet we're not yeah. inviting her to the competition or you don't want to pay me my appearance fee. So you rather invite a girl to come and run for free because like we talked before, all the 100 hurdlers are going to be fast. So why would we pay a Christy Castle to come or we could pay another girl and really almost get a similar result. But in mm-hmm. essence, they're cheating the consumers. They're cheating the fans, which I know you don't want to say this, but I'll say it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's exactly what it is. It's like when you're in the you know U.S. Open or you're in these the best people. If you're ranked, you're allowed a chance to be in the competition. Right. Where it's in tra- track, they're they're giving eight lanes and they're like that's it. So I mean you know now it's in more than ever where how I feel that it's time for us to you know, get together, come up with our own American circuit and meets and things like that. So you can really see the best talent. A lot of the times the best talent is sitting at home because they just not allowed to get in the competition or even even in the Olympics, like only three people can go. Three people can go. You only get in three people. It doesn't matter if you can beat, run a world record. You can have run the fastest time of the whole year. If you line up that day and you don't, perform then you're not going that's pressure man wow, it is it is so, you i'm oh, sorry oh go ahead no you got it. so i mean it's again it's just one of those things where it's like let the let let the talent shine let the best people shine we we want to see some action we want to see 
you know, heads head to head, a lot of races. This is a, you know, you guys is land. I see a lot of people talking about, you know, Cheetah Man and <laughs> now, you know, all these football players. Oh, they so yeah. bad. I'm like, these football players are not that bad. <laughs> hey, hold on, man. Don't be disrespecting the brotherhood like that, man. Run it, run it. You make me put you on the track. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, you know, comp- like you said, y'all just talk to JG. Y'all just talk to Gat. Y'all really think these dudes is running with Gat? Like, cut it out. I don't. I yes. You yeah. gotta relax. Right. <laughs> I know. I know one thing. If I get in that race with Spice, I'ma beat him. That's what I do know. <laughs> you on four? You on four or three hamstrings? You only got two. Just line it up. I tell you what. If you're not training, Christy, and you see this race and me and Spice in it. You got to come there to show out. Oh, we live streaming. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're yeah, live, live streaming streamer. this race straight yeah, up. Lot, and I'm going to talk shit the whole way. <laughs> look at that. Hey, I told Gad already. I said, look, Gad, I'm already, I'm training with running with the Bulls next year in Spain. Then I'm going to come dust this plus size model off too. So <laughs> I'll make sure you, you make sure you bring bring a medal or a replica or something. I need something hey. hanging around my neck. <laughs> and I dust we're going to have the straight up, we're going to have a BTM medal. We're going to have it behind yeah. us. Yeah. 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 We're having it. Line it up. No, and speaking speaking of medals, though, you training, you getting ready, you've experienced the glory once before. What would another Olympic medal mean for Christy Castle? You know, I think the I, I think another Olympic medal for me now is just like the icing on the cake. Like, I think you know, it's one thing now. I know I can do it. You know, I I know I can do it. I've been there before, so. It's just sharpening my tool, sharpening my set. Like I'm so excited about, again, like life after sport, you know, I have my own business and and things are going great, but you know, I've really taken time to sacrifice. Like literally I'm sacrificing everything, lifestyle, wants, it's a lot of stuff that I'm doing. So now, you know, Christy Hollywood and, you know, Christy Caslin as a professional, you know, it's, it's two separate things. So I'm really sacrificing a lot. So I, I, I know I'm like, you know, it's gold is, is the only is the only outcome. That's the only thing I'm accepting. Yeah, you talked about your own business. You're teasing us now. We know what it is. Let the viewers know. What's your own business? What you got going on? Yeah, um, I have my own real estate development and investment company, Castle Homes. Um, it's been jumping off. It's, it's popping off. A lot of great things going um, in Atlanta. And I've really been expanding. I have some great ladies um, also involved. So, you know, it's, it's just so much about home ownership, you know, getting, getting these young ladies. Uh, I, I love girls and women and helping and motivating girls and women. So, you know, I'm all about, let's, you know, let's move over from paying somebody else's, you know, mortgage. Let's, you know, let's get away from paying rent and really just pushing home ownership and, and savings and financial responsibility and things like that. So I have Castlin Homes and then I've also started my own other organization called the Athletic Girls Club. Um, so the Athletic Girls Club is actually a social club for girls and women who were involved in sport. And it's all about, again, networking and helping one another for life after sport or even on the high school and co- collegiate level, allowing young girls to plan for their lives 
um, as professional athletes or segueing into the professional world after sport is done. So, you know, again, like I said, that's why I was like, I got myself on a leash. I'm, I'm so excited about both organizations and, and everything that I have going on. So, you know, you're going to see Castlin Holmes coming to you and the Athletic Girls Club. Hey, so how can we find out more? Because I know a lot of people want to know more, you know, probably try to slip in the DMs too, but this is business people. So, hey, let us know. How can we, how can they find out more? Yes, they can always um, go to my Instagram page. That's where I always post the most information. Um, that's at Christy Castlin, Christy with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I, Castlin. Um, and also I have my own website, ChristyCastlin.com. So, um, you know, that's where most of my information is there. I have a lot of stuff, again, upcoming soon on both the Instagram for Athletic Girls Club and Castle Homes. So just, you know, stay tuned, check me out, follow me. Um, when I say that I'm putting the city on my shoulders, Atlanta, and then also I know I'm representing our country, the United States. So, you know, I would love everyone's support. When I go out, I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this for everybody. So I would just love for y'all to be Team Christy Hollywood. Well, Christy, we Team Christy over here at the BTM Studios, man. So we appreciate the time. And um, hey, make sure you stay tuned because I really might need for you to put that BTM medal around my neck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how much there I'm looking go. forward. I'm looking forward to this BTM race. I am ready. I'm ready. ready. I already got the crown on. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, whatever, man. All right. All right, girl. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.